Now today's top federal headlines. Two government CIOs say they'd like to see more flexibility when it comes to communicating with industry. Federal CIO Tony Scott says he sees a bar on companies looking to bring good but sometimes unsolicited ideas to agency acquisition teams. Commerce CIO Stephen Cooper suggests adding language into Scott's IT modernization fund to create more flexibility. The Office of Management and Budget says it still sees bipartisan support from Congress for its $3.1 billion IT modernization fund, but it's still unclear how far it will take them. A representative from Congressman Will Hurd's office says members are still concerned agencies won't pay back the funds according to the plan. Some members are discussing other alternatives to the fund. The Government Accountability Office's Dave Pounder says agencies could uncover at least $3 billion in savings over the next four years by closing more data centers. Treasury adds another popular payment app to its growing offerings. Jason Miller tells us more in the IT report. The Bureau of Fiscal Service will soon start accepting payments from a third digital wallet vendor. The Fiscal Service announced Amazon Payments will join PayPal and Douala in giving citizens and businesses another third-party app to make payments through. These third-party services can be found at the pay.gov website and provide a more secure payment method. The Bureau collects almost $4 trillion in revenue each year from citizens and businesses making non-tax payments to the government. I'm Jason Miller. Five final and two proposed rules are put forth by the Defense Department amending the Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation Supplement. They mostly get rid of certain restrictions placed on specific kinds of contracts. For instance, one gets rid of certain domestic source restrictions on contracts DOD executes for or receives from the General Services Administration. A new group is trying to solve some of DOD's biggest problems. Federal News Radio's Scott Massioni with more. Experts from both sides of the aisle are forming a task force to take on the military's biggest personnel issues. The Bipartisan Policy Center Task Force on Defense Personnel says it will propose innovative recommendations to address the formidable challenges facing the military. Those challenges include recruiting and retaining innovative leaders, dealing with budget constraints, and reforming antiquated management techniques. The task force will also address how to create a force that can adapt to different threats across the globe. The panel is made up of a handful of former senators and DOD officials. I'm Scott Massioni. Washington Headquarters Services awards the Boston Consulting Group an $8 million contract for help executing policies, procedures, and systems. The Defense Department says it will increase the effectiveness of DOD's cost management across all business lines. The contract goes until April of next year. Veterans Affairs officials give their input on several bills to the Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs. One was the Veterans Health Care Staffing Improvement Act, which would create a program to recruit military personnel with health care experience when they leave. They say they oppose a part of the bill which calls for replacing its credentialing system, VetPro. The recently appointed director of the Veterans Crisis Line, Gregory Hughes, has resigned. Military Times reports Hughes left to deal with family obligations after just being hired in January. Tough news for the line, as a Government Accountability Office report released just this week says severe improvements are still needed. VA also paid out too much to federal convicts. We get more now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The VA's regional office and its pension management center wrongly calculated compensation and pension payments to federally incarcerated veterans in more than half the cases. The VA inspector general says that caused nearly $60 million in improper payments. VA also overcompensated some vets in state prison. The IG recommends VA management put a higher priority on prison adjustments. 
I'm Tom Temin. After heavy demand, the Federal Labor Relations Authority says it will be adding two more training sessions for arbitration and negotiability. The complementary training opportunities aim to help federal labor managers learn strategies for those processes. Both will take place at the beginning of August. To register, visit FLRA.gov. For these stories and more, go to federalnewsradio.com and follow at FedNewsUpdates on Twitter. I'm Eric White.